Everyone, welcome to the show. So by now, you guys have all likely heard the very infuriating news that the Justice Department sat on their hands for more than a year before they even bothered to begin an investigation into Donald Trump and his allies in relation to January 6th, the attempted coup. Um, the Washington Post article is pretty long, so I wanted to read through all of it. And I wanted to share some of the most important and shocking information. I just want to say up front, though, this is what I'm always complaining about in regard to how weak Democrats are compared to Republicans. Republicans go, they nominate and hire whomever they want. They don't care how it's going to look, how it's going to be perceived. They don't care what anyone is going to say. And then you've got the Democrats. They are so afraid of their own shadow and what everyone might say or what they might think or, oh my gosh, you know, what if we hire someone or we nominate someone who's too partisan or viewed that way? So they go out and they nominate totally weak, middle of the road centrists because they don't want anyone to be mad at them. They don't want people to say bad things about them. It might hurt their feelings. God forbid they grow a pair of ovaries and show some strength. That's why Obama nominated Merrick Garland for the Supreme Court. This is exactly the reason he gave. He didn't want to seem too partisan and nominate someone who was too liberal. And that's how someone and why someone like Mitch McConnell gets away with punching Obama in the nose and stealing his nomination. And it's how we ended up with Garland as the attorney general. So we end up with no one truly on the left to represent the left's interests because you have the far right people nominated and hired by the GOP. And then you have these centrist weaklings nominated by the Democrats. But gee, I just can't seem to figure out how the country continues to get pulled to the far right, to the authoritarian right. <laughs> so here's what we know from this report. The DOJ and FBI leadership all agreed that it was premature to investigate Trump and his allies after January 6. The WAPO report says that that remained the case, quote, even as evidence emerged of an organized weeks long effort by Trump and his advisors before January 6 to pressure state leaders, justice officials, and Vice President Mike Pence to block the certification of Biden's victory. It says that they even refused to investigate the fake electors plot for almost a year and an, an official investigation wasn't launched until 15 months after January 6th. And while some officials said publicly that no one is above the law, one former DOJ official told reporters that leadership was so against Trump investigations that, quote, you couldn't use the T word. Others said they were warned against mentioning Trump or any of his allies if they were in meetings with the attorney general or the deputy attorney general, Lisa Monaco. And based on dozens of interviews and internal documents and communication, the reporters found that Garland and others didn't want to appear political. 
But this is exactly what I was talking about the other day. If you're making a decision not to investigate someone or not to prosecute simply because of the politics of the issue or because that person is involved in politics, that is a political decision. You are making a political decision. That is exactly what they did. In February of 2021, there was a DOJ veteran who had approached a group that he had worked with previously throughout the years at the agency. He was telling them of his plan to investigate Trump allies, people like Roger Stone, Ali Alexander. He wanted to follow the money. Higher ups, including the deputy director of the FBI, quashed the plan. They said, oh, it's premature. Even a nascent investigation into the finances of Trump allies were halted. So people like Alex Jones, they were starting, just budding in their investigation into his finances, and they quashed it. And when the National Archives reached out and they asked the Department of Justice to investigate the fraudulent elector certificates because they had received them from multiple states, falsely naming Trump as the winner of the election, the Justice Department declined to take up the matter. They're like, nope, we have no interest. So like over 10 months later, they said, another veteran prosecutor came on board and he asked for assistance in investigating meetings between Trump and his allies at the Willard Hotel, which is where they set up shop. They called it their war room. And that's where everything was going down. And this guy was also shot down. And according to one person who was involved in the discussions, the, the person was told, or this investigator was told, quote, I'm not serving subpoenas on the frigging Willard. You don't have enough to issue subpoenas. It was also revealed in this new WAPO report that when the deputy attorney general, Lisa Monaco, told the press that the DOJ was reviewing the fake elector scheme, she may have been bluffing or she may have been misinformed because federal prosecutors in Michigan were watching that when she made that statement and they were completely dumbfounded. They had no idea what she was talking about because they told the reporters they were still waiting for direction about how to proceed. So after they received referrals, from the Michigan Attorney General with this information and with the fake electors information, they still, for a while, had no idea what to do. They were like, okay, I guess we're just gonna sit on it. It wasn't until US District Judge David Carter issued a ruling that embarrassed the DOJ. And then they finally pulled their heads out and they started to take action about to you know the fake electors and all this stuff it was when judge carter wrote in regard to the john eastman investigation that it was quote more likely than not that trump committed crimes trump and eastman had committed felonies and then he said quote more than a year after the attack on our capital the public is still searching for accountability if the country does not commit to investigating and pursuing accountability for those responsible, the court fears January 6th will repeat itself. So it wasn't until then that they were like, oh, maybe we ought to do something. 
So in April of 2022, the FBI finally authorized the launch of a criminal investigation. But they said that it then took many more months. And again, after they were embarrassed by testimony given before the January 6th Select Committee, before they finally issued subpoenas to lawmakers and other people involved in this scheme. And then they still dragged their feet. According to this report, it wasn't until Jack Smith was appointed as the special counsel in November of 2022, a year and a half, more than a year and a half later, almost two years later, that a lot of this investigation started to wrap up. In fact, some of the witnesses told reporters they hadn't heard from the Justice Department for more than a year. Those were fake electors, witnesses. And then other people say that they weren't contacted by the DOJ ever, not until Jack Smith was appointed. Almost two years later, they were finally contacted. They made the 100% political decision to not investigate Trump and others for fear that it would look political. When Steve Bannon said about Robert Mueller, you don't send a Boy Scout to, you know, to do the work of a hitman. Yeah, he's not kidding. He, he was absolutely 100% correct. You know, and in the meantime, while they wasted all of this time, you have potential evidence being destroyed, people covering their tracks, people getting their story straight just like what we've seen with the Secret Service communications. You know, in addition to the political angle, part of the DOJ's reasoning, they said, was that they wanted to approach the investigation like a mob case, where you start at the bottom, you work your way up from the little fish to the big fish. The problem, which they figured out far too late, was that the little fish weren't tied to the great orange shark. You know, the little fish were just the rubes that he used, that he wound up like little toy soldiers and pointed them at the Capitol. When you have one side that is willing to break kneecaps and go low and do whatever they have to do to win for their political means, and then you have the other side that isn't willing to make a move at all, what do you think is going to happen to our country? Where do you think we're going to end up? The Democrats seriously need to pull their heads out of their asses. They need to start not giving a damn what other people say. It is pathetic. They're so insecure in everything that they do. They're so afraid to make a move. They do nothing. They are stifled by fear. I mean, I, I will give Democrats credit for the January 6th Select Committee, but even they waited way too long. They were in a position to know whether or not the DOJ was doing anything. They have contacts. I know they're not supposed to be talking, but they know. So why did they sit on it? Just infuriating. Failed everyone. And now so much stuff is lost that we will never know about, we'll never be able to prove. Anyway, guys, yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> I am really freaking pissed. So 
I will let you know if I hear any more. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please like this video, share it. Please become a subscriber and a donor if you can. Links are down below in the description box. Love you guys. Take care and I'll talk with you soon.